the party um, in, uh, uh, let me start that again, the federal executive uh, of the Democratic Alliance says that Zilla will not take part in party-related activities with immediate effect until such time as her disciplinary hearing is concluded. On Saturday, the DA leader Musi Maimane announced that Zilla was suspended with immediate effect and it later emerged that she uh, was actually not suspended as uh, the announcement was just an intention to suspend. The DA's federal executive chairperson, James Self, joins us on the line now to tell us more about uh, this particular incident and, of course, uh, the story as it unfolded. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Mr. Self, uh, Helen Ziller has come out and said uh, that, uh, you know, she basically disputes um, the legality of uh, the lawfulness of this particular process that was embarked upon. And she also believes that uh, you were simply rubber stamping um, a decision that had already been prejudged and taken prior. No, I think she's both on ro- uh, wrong on both counts. Um, first of all, uh, the decision that was taken by the federal executive last weekend uh, was very definitely a decision that there were prima facie grounds for suspension, but that she should be given the opportunity to respond. I communicated that very clearly to her at the conclusion of the meeting, uh, and uh, that it was indeed the decision that was taken. She then had the opportunity to make representations. Uh, The uh, bulk of those representations related to process issues of the sort that you've just mentioned, Uh, we have uh, examined those both from our point of view and also from a legal point of view. We had a senior counsel look at them, um, and we are satisfied that the process that was followed uh, both over the weekend and yesterday uh, will pass legal muster. So uh, she goes on to say that she checked on this matter with individuals uh, who are uh, part of uh, the federal executive, and uh, she therefore feels that this is a sham. And uh, again, you are rubber stamping, and uh, that basically at this point, uh, you've already taken a decision. It's a fait accompli, and uh, it's contrary to the constitution of the um, Democratic Alliance, and basically uh, she will continue to fight this because she doesn't believe that you were within your rights and that you also flouted your own constitution in so doing? Yeah, well, she is quoting from a different part of the constitution. Uh, We uh, suspended her from party activities in terms of uh, Chapter 11. Uh, That states very clearly that nothing in the federal constitution uh, prohibits the federal executive from suspending a person from any party political uh, activities pending a disciplinary inquiry. Um, uh, It does not mention uh, the necessity to give notice. It does not mention anything else of that nature. But uh, in the interests of natural justice and because of, you know, the the South African constitution for for, uh, uh, nothing else, we decided to give her the opportunity to make representations and uh, I don't care how many people Helen Phillips spoke to in the federal executives, I know exactly what decision was taken, and uh, uh, that decision was uh, that she should be given the opportunity to make representations about why she should not be temporarily suspended in terms of that clause. She also feels that the timing 
um, is to be called into question because she asks, why did you not suspend her when you decided to charge her? Uh, because it would uh, then, given the reasons that uh, you are quoted as having given, uh, she says it would be irrational for the federal executive to resolve to suspend her at this time. Well, uh, what has happened in the interim is that this uh, issue has become uh, um, a little envenomed in the party itself. Uh, uh, There are many people who are using this issue as a proxy for other issues and other disputes. Um, It has distracted the party from its core business, which is to prepare for the 2019 election and to build uh, a new majority. And um, we felt that it was in the party's interests, in Helen's interests, in everybody's interest for this issue to be isolated and insulated so that it could be judged on its merits rather than becoming part of the wider political debate. And speaking of merits, uh, uh, Helen Zeller certainly does feel um, that she's being singled out here because she says, given that so many black South Africans have expressed exactly the same view on the legacy of colonialism and uh, others in the party as well, um, you know, uh, why then uh, would uh, this interpretation be given credence by the party? Well, uh, I'm not aware of anybody else within the party who has expressed themselves on the issue of colonialism. That's the first thing. The second thing is it's one thing if somebody mentions something in passing or debates something in a private uh, party uh, or confidential party meeting. It's another thing when one uh, uh, puts uh, out a tweet to 1.1 million people, um, uh, uh, which is at best... Uh, uh, controversial and at worst deeply offensive, uh, and then having realized that it is uh, controversial or offensive, um, uh, then proceed to justify it. Uh, and uh, that is a situation which I think uh, places Helen in a different category. And have you uh, asked of Helen Ziller that uh, she resign as Premier? Um, I understand that that request was made uh, by other people. I have not done so myself. Well, Mr. Self, let's leave it there and hear from Helen Ziller, who joins us on the line now. Uh, Thank you so much for your time this morning, Ms. Ziller. It's a pleasure, Sakina. So you heard uh, Mr. Self's response to uh, what I was quoting substantially from the letter that you had submitted uh, in response to why you should not be suspended by the DA. Um, But given that you also go on to say that this is a concerted effort to divert attention from the real cause of problems that the party is facing, let me start by asking you, so what is the real problem in the DA? Look, I really don't want to discuss internal issues in the DA beyond those that have already been made public, and I am going to reserve myself on those particular issues, if you don't mind, Sakina. Well, uh, it would have been nice to get an answer on that, but uh, given that you feel that there's unequal treatment being meted out to you at the moment, um, will you continue to participate in the process? Well, yes, I will. I am a person of due process and the rule of law. I always participate in the process, but I will have my say, and I will be very clear on my say. I do believe that um, processes are often differentially applied. I've made that point very, very clear in the DA, 
I will continue to do so, but that doesn't mean I will stay out of the processes. So... As everything has unfolded, um, Helen, and uh, given the response to that tweet that you sent, I'm sure you've had time to think about it. How do you feel about that decision to send that tweet and subsequently defend what you said today? Look, first of all, I have apologized twice and unreservedly because it was quite clear that some people saw that tweet as a defense or justification of colonialism, which it was not, and which it was never intended to be. I was in a conversation on the lessons I had learned in Singapore, and I was intrigued by that country and how it had managed to take its people out of mass poverty into the middle class and become such a world-leading economy in the short space of 40 years. I was intrigued by that. And one of the lessons I learned in a very intense study tour there was the way they had repurposed the legacy of colonialism and how they approached colonialism obviously as a bad thing, and they were colonized for as long as South Africa. But they had seen aspects of colonialism ranging from the port to the technical colleges, to the English language, for example, to some of their infrastructure as a platform on which they could build a future. And that is the discussion I was having, along with many, many other aspects of the reasons for Singapore's success. And those are the kinds of discussions one has on Twitter all the time. But given the response to it, mm -hmm. given the response to it and the outrage that followed, um, you know, and and, and the federal executive does state here um, that uh, given that we live in a fragile democracy, which means our public representatives must at all times be sensitive to the legitimate anger that people still feel about our past and its legacy. um, uh, Why did you not at any point feel the need to then just stop? Uh, for uh, uh, and not go on to, as some would say, go on to defend um, that tweet that caused the initial outrage. Yes, we do live in a fragile democracy. I am very aware of how fragile it actually is. But that doesn't mean to say we can't have crucial debates about critical issues. Our biggest issue in South Africa is how we build an inclusive future and move people out of poverty. And if I'm learning lessons all over the world as to how people have extremely successfully done that, it seems rather sensible to discuss the issues back home. That doesn't mean to say everyone has to agree with me at all. We have to learn to disagree with each other without closing down debates and calling people racist and twisting their words and manipulating what they said to mean something entirely different to justify outrage. We also know Twitter very well. I mean, there's been months and weeks of the releases of how Twitter has been abused by Bell Pottinger and the Gupta bots, as they're called, and the so-called what is known on Twitter as Black Twitter, and all mobilizers, and it's a big outrage manufacturing machine. You've got to understand how these things work. And so we can't take it as seriously as saying, okay, let's close down debate in a democracy. These are crucial debates we must have precisely because we are a fragile democracy. So you stand people, by that, in, in, even though the party the says... Have, 
even though your party says that uh, by so doing, uh, you are basically, you know, uh, not protecting the party's interest. You are not promoting, uh, you know, the best interest of the Democratic Alliance in doing so, as evidenced by the response that you received to those tweets. Well, I think by defending freedom, fairness and democracy and opportunity, I am protecting the uh, absolute essence of a democratic alliance. By protecting the federal constitution, I'm doing exactly the same. I am not defending colonialism. I am not justifying colonialism. And heaven forbid, I'm not glorifying colonialism. And it was that distortion and that twisting of what I said that caused the damage. So uh, do you uh, still wish to be a part of the Democratic Alliance? And if so, how do you think this can be resolved? Yes, of course. I've spent my whole life working on the Democratic Alliance project. I've given it every waking moment. Day and night, weekends, I hardly saw my family. I could hardly raise my children because I was working so hard on this project. And having tough debates is very much part of this project, as far as I'm concerned. I can understand why people were very, very upset at the distortion of what I said. And the bottom line is this. I am very sorry if it could be read in that way as a defense of colonialism. I read it again and again and can't see how any honest, objective reading of what I said could be seen as a defense or justification of colonialism. People know that I've spent my entire life fighting the apartheid project and trying to build a non-racial inclusive South Africa. So obviously I was sorry about that, and I repeated that two or three times. But the bottom line is if people think that in our fragile democracy the space is going to get wider for debate rather than narrower for debate if we close down debate, they are very much mistaken. Once we say you can't have debates, it's not in future going to get easier to have debates, it's going to get harder to have debates. Well, we unfortunately have to leave it there. Western Cape Premier Helen Ziller and giving her explanation there and uh, African proverb that comes to mind.